and welcome to Soul Talk with Rabbi David Aaron and Leora Mandel. Rabbi Aaron, you and I have this show called Soul Talk, which is all about the soul. And I think when we think about souls and we think about religions, one of the terms that often comes up is spirituality. People want to connect to the concept of something spiritual, something in my mind, spiritual, something that's beyond the physical, beyond things that we see. It's a certain reality that's out there that's hard to touch, but we know it exists. Yet at the same time, I recognize that I don't even know, I know what I mean when I say spirituality. And as much as that term is used uh, in so many different kinds of contexts, I often wonder if we're all talking even about the same thing. So it makes me wonder, what is the Jewish concept of spirituality? Right. Um, So I, I think that spirituality is everything other than materialism and physicality. In other words, uh, you know, in Hebrew, this world that we're in is referred to olam hazeh, which is generally translated as this world. But to be really specific about it, it would really translate as the world of this, olam hazeh, the, the world of this. And one of the understandings is it's a world that, we only value what we can point to. And that would mean that we're not all in Olam Hazeh. We're not all in the same world because some we people, the world they're in and they value and they see is only what they can point to. And, uh, and there's so much more to life than what we can point to. We can't point to intelligence. We can't point to love. We can't point to meaning. We can point to a piece of pizza. We can point to our car, we can point to our money. And I believe on the first level, spirituality is, first of all, what we can't point to, uh, but is extremely real. Uh, I once saw a great bumper sticker on a car that said, the best things in life are not things. That's mm. spirituality. A spiritual person is not a per- is a person that doesn't base their life on things. Now, we're not against things, and we do need things, and we... And we love our bodies and we need our bodies. But the question is, what becomes the background and what becomes the foreground of our lives? What becomes center stage of what matters to us? Is it matter that matters? Or uh, is it um, that which is um, can't be pointed to? So there's all these no things in life, like love and and kindness and compassion and empathy and peace. These are not things. We might need things in order to help us get there, but but bottom line, they're not things. And so when people say they want spirituality, I think what they're doing is they're reacting to the fact that they're in a world that's all about what you can point to. It's all about money and property and clothing and it's about what I can have and hoard and keep and store, rather what I can on the deepest level share with another person, and uh, and and it's it's like love is 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 like oxygen for people, but you it's not something you can put in a box. Hmm. True, and it's also something that I think everyone would, would agree exists and is real, and at the same time, it's not something you can as you point said, point to. It's not something you can hold in your hand. So a spiritual person is not necessarily a person that sits there and meditates, not saying that that doesn't contribute, but 
sometimes people think a spiritual person is somebody who's a bit bit of a space captain, a little bit uh, a, a, a little bit aloof or floaty or whatever. No, a spiritual person is a person that has made their primary concerns uh, that which cannot be pointed to, but is extremely real and is of the utmost value. Hmm. And, you know, I've, I've asked my students, if you have to make a choice between money and meaning, but not that you wouldn't have any money, you won't be homeless, you won't be starving, you'll have, you know, food and clothing, but you won't be able to afford big cars and huge homes and luxurious uh, vacations. Uh, but it would be a choice between, you know, money enough to live humbly, but respectfully, uh, or uh, you would have that money, but you'd have no meaning, you know. And uh, the question is, you know, a choice between money and meaning. You'd have meaning, but you'd have just enough to live, or you'd have no meaning, but you, you'd be a billionaire. I have not met a person that has said, I'd rather be a billionaire and, uh, and, and not have any meaning in my life. I'd rather be a billionaire and have no love in my life. I'd rather be a billionaire and have no peace in my life. I've, I've never met a person like that. I think there are people like that, but I haven't met people like that. Hmm. And I think everybody knows the answer, but that doesn't mean they live the answer. A lot of people know the answer and yet they go ahead and do everything that, that's other than fulfilling that truth, which is focusing so much of their, their intelligence, their creativity and their time and their resources to make more money and have bigger homes and have more expensive clothing. And at some point it catches up to you because there's a side of us that desperately wants spirituality, which is, you know, uh, in, uh, in enveloping myself in those incredibly precious no things. Hmm. So what's so interesting and your explanation really fits into my next question is, I a certain aspect of spirituality I often think of connected to religion and belief in God. On the other hand, I'm pretty certain there's movements of spirituality that don't seem to really be all that connected to God. And with your definition, I can see how it goes in both directions because a person who's trying to connect more to the no things, but that we know exist like love, meaning, intelligence, meaning even if it's self-defined, the things we can't see but are meaningful and disconnect more from the physical things, then God doesn't have to be in that picture for a person to still call themselves spiritual. So I'm going to say I'm a very spiritual person. On the other hand, I also sense that spirituality is a very important part of religious life. So where does God fit into all this? Well, that's excellent because, the, you know, a lot of people say I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. I don't believe in God, but I'm spiritual. Well, that has to do with what you mean when you say God, which we've talked about earlier, which is if you think God is some guy in the sky somewhere over the rainbow in a place called heaven, looking down on us, maybe having some lightning bolts ready to, 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 to punish us, uh, a very punitive, unforgiving somebody up there, then uh, that, you know, that doesn't seem to be that important to experiencing spirituality. But that's not what in the deepest teachings Judaism uh, uh, explains and understands. In our understanding, um, all those no things like love, uh, truth, peace, kindness, those are the faces of God. In our tradition, God is love. He, he doesn't have the attribute of love. He is love. If a person says, I want love in my life, 
In our books, that's the same thing as saying, I want God in my life. Okay, that person doesn't want to use the word God. Okay, so it's semantics. But bottom, bottom line, in our tradition, God is love. God is peace. God is truth. God is kindness. God is compassion. God is justice. God is wisdom. God is life. And he's infinitely more than that. And all that is, is not God because God is infinitely even more than that. So when a person feels love in their life, that is the presence of God. And, uh, and so that's why, depending on how you define it, uh, a spiritual person, meaning a person who so values those no things, uh, those values and those ideals, uh, are, are actually very connected to and, and, and very much seeking what we would call God. But they would say, well, I'm not seeking God. That's because in their minds, they think when we say God, we're talking about someone up there who's, uh, you know, infinitely far away and every step towards him leaves us an infinite journey ahead of us. And it's just incredibly frustrating and ultimately despairing to ever think I'll get to him. And why do I want to get to him anyways? Hmm. So that's uh, that's the problem is God meets us here in the presence of love and peace and, 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 and compassion. And we, our, our tradition isn't about how to leave this world to get close to a God somewhere over there. Our tradition is how to meet God in this world. And where would I meet God in this world? Because the faces of God are what we call the attributes, the divine attributes, which is wisdom and kindness and life and peace and all that, all the no things. Hmm. Since God is what I'd call the ultimate no thing, um, someone who's more attuned to no things, I guess what someone and when they define themselves as a spiritual person, in a certain way, I'd almost imagine that they would be more receptive to seeing God, recognizing God, wanting to connect to God. Uh, I mean, to some degree, I think you did explain that it was going to be my question is how could a person like that not who's very spiritual not connect to God when there's almost seem to be so attuned towards the reality of God? But it sounds just to clarify, then it sounds like in that situation, the person's understanding of who and what God is may be uh, distorted. And that's meaning as much as in certain ways, a person like that would be much more receptive to God than someone who's much more connected to the physical things. Uh, it's because of a distortion of their understanding of God that makes it hard for them to connect their spirituality to God. Yes. Uh, rabbi Cook says, uh, he was the first chief rabbi of Israel. He said, uh, there are believers that are actually heretics and there are heretics who are actually the most profound believers hmm. uh what does he mean by that a person says look at i don't believe in god and when he says i don't believe in god he's referring to the guy in the sky who's angry and controlling and 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 uh, you know and punitive and unforgiving and he says i don't believe in god and I once I, I mentioned before that the Lubavitcher Rebbe, when a when an atheist would come to him and say, I don't believe in God, he would say, I don't believe in God. And the, the God you don't believe in, I don't believe in either. So I think that there's just a very bad branding of God going around and it's incredible confusion. But you can have people that are that are really committed to this, 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 this king in heaven, and yet they're not committed to living a life of true love and peace and compassion. So then you're really not a believer in God or a servant, a servant of God. And you can never have the person, well, I don't believe there's some king somewhere in heaven, but my life is filled with commitment to love and peace and kindness and compassion and justice and truth. Well, guess what? You are actually a, a, a true believer and a true servant of God. So 
know, I keep thinking of the kind of spirituality that's more disconnected to God. And one of the challenges I guess I have with it is that on the one hand, I, I appreciate the clarity of the definition of spirituality of people that are connecting to all these things that you can't see that are real. On the other hand, I can see a person oh, no, saying no the no things. On the one hand, I even can see a person saying, well, I want to be really spiritual and I believe in Shabbat as the holiest day of the week, but I find my spirituality is taking you know, a long ride in my car and seeing nature and getting fresh air or going on a horseback riding or taking, I don't know, a flight and looking at the beautiful sky God created. Anything like that, let's say, right? That to me, I feel so spiritual and, you know, but the challenge with that is that goes against the laws of Shabbat. So how does one work out when they may even believe in God, but they we almost want to say, this is what makes me feel sp- connect to spirituality when sometimes that it goes against what God says is the way to connect to him in a spiritual way? Yes, that's a, that's an excellent question. And, and it's quite common, you know, like people are looking for spirituality, but uh, not the way God asks them to find it. Uh, the problem is, you know, a person says, well, I want a connection with God and I connect to God by, you know, playing my guitar on Shabbat. Uh, that's kind of like you're in a marriage and you say, I want to connect to my spouse. Uh, he's asking me, <clears throat> you know, not, not to turn on the radio at eight o'clock at night. Uh, but I, 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 I like to turn on the radio at eight o'clock at night. You, you can't come close to somebody and, and, and basically go contrary to their will, you know, and uh, that is how we really connect to God by aligning our will with God's will, wanting what God wants. The, the, the very presence of God's will permeates my being. Hmm. So then in a sense, when a person on the one hand wants to connect to spirituality, on the other hand, the greatest spiritual uh, reality is God, then there's almost this lack of connection that a person's creating, but telling themselves that they are connecting when there's a fundamental um, disconnect, I guess we'd say, with the way they're connecting spiritually. And that was a very good example. Like in a marriage, a person can say all they want. Oh, we're very connected. I'm very connected to my spouse. But if they're constantly doing things that um, they know aggravates their spouse or is not according to their spouse's will, how connected are they really? In their mind, they would like to say they're connected, but there's something that's not going to be really connected inside in a deeper sense. That that is exactly what idolatry. Well, I don't know exactly idolatry, but it has a lot to do with idolatry because idolatry was man creating God in man's image. Mm. I'm projecting onto God what I want him to want me to want. (laughs) So I really it's about him wanting what I want, whereby Judaism is about me wanting what he wants. And so I've decided that, you know, I've created an idol and, and, and this, this idol wants me to kill people. Oh, that's good, because that's actually what I wanted. I'm glad he wants it too, <laughs> you know? And so that's the danger. I can't get beyond myself. If everything I do is just what I feel like doing and have sanctioned it by assuming that God also wants me to be doing that. The, the way we get beyond ourselves is by being willing to want, uh, choosing to want what is what what is not what necessarily I feel like doing, but what is being required of me and and requested of me. So then, ultimately, according when I was asking initially, what's spirituality from the Jewish Torah perspective? Then it's 
essential that the spirituality is connected to what God's will is, which is laid out in the Torah. Then on the one hand, I'm connecting to all the no things, the things that I can't see, but are real, that aren't just the material things of this world, but it has to be done in a way that's totally in context um, with the supreme connection and, and will of the supreme spiritual being, which is God. Otherwise it's not really well, because spirituality. Essentially, because essentially the Torah's claim is if you want to connect to love, which is a spiritual experience, then this is what it means to love. This is how you behave. This is what how you speak. And, 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 you know, and when you speak and behave and think in these ways, you're truly connecting to love. And since God is love, you're basically connecting to God. You, you want to connect to um, justice. Well, that's great. Well, so the Torah is saying, well, this is how one thinks, speaks, and behaves. Uh, uh, that connects them to and, and, and enables them to be a channel for justice in the world. And it was, well, I don't want to do that. Well, so that's the point. You know, like we have a, uh, a desire to connect to these spiritual values that are these no things. And yet uh, we've decided that we're going to get there on our own rules. Mm. One last point, because I just find this so interesting, is on the one hand, spirituality is about the no things. On the other hand, God created a physical world, which is what we live in. So in a sense, spirituality is, and I think of so many mitzvot that are really grounded in a physical way. So it's meaning spirituality is the no things. On the other hand, so much of our life, like we have a soul, which is the spiritual part of us, but there's a body. Meaning right. spirituality is also often grounded in physical things. Right. So I'm very glad you asked that because the goal of Judaism is not to be spiritual. The goal of Judaism to be is to be holy. Mm. And holiness includes spiritual. You can't be holy without being spiritual, but you could be spiritual and not holy. And I think maybe we'll bring that up the next time we I, uh, we converse. Absolutely. I think that will be the follow-up. I want to thank you all for joining us. Soul Talk, Rabbi David Aaron and Leora Mandel. <laughs>